welcome to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm with, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, genuinely one of my uh, rugby heroes, Liam Messam. Uh, he's been someone that I watched on the television for a long time and the moment he just whipped open his, uh, his phone and jumped on this call. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty nervous, but really excited to dive in, into this with you, man. And I just want to sort of introduce you briefly before we dive into anything. Uh, well, Liam Messam, for those that don't know, He's an all black, so um, or was has an all been, black. Has right? been, uh, now you're, has yeah, been. has been, has been, yeah, yeah. You're over in Toulon now, just um, an old man, bro. over in France. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> over in France. Uh, so uh, he has won forty Test caps since two thousand and eight. Was your debut, wasn't it, man? Yep. Yep. Twenty eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, became the Chiefs co-captain in twenty twelve. I think it was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, and. Uh, He's since uh, you've done two Commonwealth games for the Sevens, right? Yeah, it's a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you've done Commonwealth games. You've been to the Olympics as well. Uh, and you won actually two um, golds in the Commonwealths as well. I saw that. And uh, as well as also being a family man and uh, a father of two, is it now? Yeah, bro. two boys. Yeah, beautiful, man. Oh, that's that's so cool, man. Would you ever want them to go down the rugby path? Um, the thing is, my oldest boy loves Cristiano Ronaldo and just loves soccer. Like, um, can't oh, get him out. Of, he just wears yeah. soccer shirts or football. <laughs> he wears football shirts the whole time. Um, and with me being in France, yeah, right. he's a big fan of uh, PSG at the moment. But my youngest, yeah. um, I'm a big boxing fan, so I'm trying to get my youngest to uh mm. to become the next heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> That's awesome. So you do like little little sparring, like <laughs> teach him a bit of sparring and things just like that. Wrap him That's up cool. a bit, he'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, cool. So, uh, Liam's been willing to jump on this call and actually dive into certain aspects of his uh, his experience around his career and his experience around life. Ultimately, uh, we all know how there's no such thing as an invincible human and uh, it can be quite easy for us to um, sit behind the television and see uh, the ABs run out there on the field and just think, man, like these guys are just damn inspirational. It's almost like we see these heroes of ours um, as if there's almost nothing that goes on um, in terms of struggles. It's like they've conquered it, you know, they've got it. But as we, we all know as well here that that's not true, eh? that everyone has their battles, everyone has their struggles and uh, everyone ends up facing certain uh, struggles around, uh, not just obviously rugby but also life and um so i'd really like to actually hear a little bit about your uh your past man a little bit about little limb a little bit about little messam uh and growing up and what would that was like for you first because i am aware that you were fostered is that correct uh, adopted yeah adopted sorry adopted yep. yeah that's yep. right yeah right. okay. mm. so now it's um yeah, bro it's, um i had an awesome upbringing um had a loving family bro like uh like i just touched on uh, I was adopted when I was six weeks old I believe it was um, mm. to the Missing Fano uh, and flown up to um, Rotorua so I was born in Blenheim um, that's where I was born um, and my family um, got a family of eight um, brothers and sisters but uh, five wow. of us five of us are adopted uh, wow. which just goes to show the the heart of my parents of mum and dad um, Huge. Not only did they adopt five of us, um, they also fostered, bro, I'd hate to think to count, probably 2,000 kids during their, their time of as foster parents. So we had, we had kids coming in, in and out of our home 
um, the whole time. So I've, uh, so since I was a baby, I've had um, other kids come in and out of our house. Um, sad thing is most of those kids um, come from a struggling home or um, struggling circumstances. So um, to be able to come into our house, mum just always made sure the house was just full of love. Um, that was the main 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 thing was making sure the house was full of love and giving these kids an opportunity to um, to experience love and to maybe leave the house um, knowing what love is. So, um, like I said, I've always had a mess, um, an awesome upbringing. Um, our family's a fruit salad, so we've got Pakia, we've got Maori, we've got Pacific Islanders. Um, yeah. But I guess it's a, a perfect time to talk about now because of this uh, Black Lives uh, movement that's happening. Um, but we never saw colour as a thing. Um, it was just, mm. um, we just saw each other as brother, sister and mum and dad. Um, but sporting-wise, we lived in, um, I would like to say, the hub of, uh, of the sports of Red Rural because we had the golf course, cricket field, tennis courts, rugby, soccer, in like a 500-metre radius of where I lived. And I've got a, I got a younger brother who's two years younger than me. I'm not sure if you've got any younger or older brothers. Um, but anyone out there that, sister, yeah. that, that does, mm. you know, it uh, can get quite heated. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd be out there. <laughs> Like those the good old gold good old days you had to be inside the house before um when the the lights came on on the street but we'd be out there all day just playing, just butting heads the whole time fighting, playing cricket rugby um football so I played soccer when I was younger till I was about uh, twelve then I switched to rugby so um, didn't matter what yeah, sport right. it was we'd sneak onto the golf course um with one with one club and there's one hole that's right on the road we'll sneak on we'll whack it play that yeah, hole yeah. take off. Um, and just just do stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. bro, that, my upbringing was uh, was awesome, and, and I can't complain. Mm. Yeah, man, for sure, I love that, and I'd also love to hear as well if you think that, or if you feel that the um, being adopted, do you feel that that affected you in any way on reflection? Um, I've oh, I've had this question a few times now. Um, mm. so I saw my brothers and sisters not struggle, but they they had the opportunity to find their birth parents uh where my adoption was closed so that means i couldn't go find my birth family until i was the age of 18 but by the time i got to mm. the age of 18 um or even early on bro i knew straight away i was like nah this is mum and dad i'm okay with it and um yeah. i even went to the extreme state um <laughs> stages of because my mum's white i wanted to be like my mum i would cover myself in flour or i would get the <laughs> Or I'd get the um, what I what I thought at the time was um was lotion, and I'd, I'd cover myself with lotion, but it was deep heat at the time, um, so you could just imagine the pain that I was in there. Oh, but man. now at at an early age, I was like, you know, this is mum and dad, um, and yeah, um, but I think as I got gotten older, especially now because I got my own kids, I would really like to mm. know for them more than anything because um, yeah, my son came home from school. Uh, shucks, maybe four, four, five months ago, and they were doing their fucker papa, and they're doing um, where they came from and whatnot. But the sad thing was, I couldn't tell my son where he came from or what his roots were because I don't know. Um, yeah. And then, and I always, I always believed it's important to um, understand where you come from and who you are, um, not just culturally or DNA wise, but also spiritually in that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it sort of it sort of hit me, bro, when he came and he asked me, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, shucks, sorry, bro, I can't tell you, you know." So, yeah, man, made me go out and, totally. and um, not research, but 
maybe just go out there and understand a bit more and um, and learn a bit more about, about myself and the person that I wanted to be. And since I've been on this journey, um, I sort of also realised that it's not about your DNA setup, it's about you per as a person, um, your identity as a person and your values and standards that, that you want to live for and, and be about. So trying to change my identity so my kids can have that identity. And that, that's huge. If that makes man. sense, that, bro. that just applies to <laughs> it does massively, man. That applies to to everyone that would be listening. Is that whole factor of identity and being stuck to oh well because my um uh, my parents were poor or my parents were rich or um you know my parents were mouldy or my parents were white or um the, this idea of being segregated or stuck in in the midst of that identity can be definitely a challenge for a lot of people. And you're showing that. It's it's not even a thing. It, yeah. It's that's just a made up thing in the mind, and you're, yeah. you're really sh showing that. So that's awesome, man. I love that. Yeah. Um. So, with your growing up uh, along the lines, you said you started playing rugby and uh, started pursuing um, the dream of. I'm assuming, obviously, you had that dream of becoming the all, an All Black at some stage. Now, along all of that, I'm sure there was uh, times where. You're like, oh man, it, like I can see it, I can feel it. But then also I'm sure there were times where you felt like, man, it feels so far away. Were there sort of like fluctuations or waves of hope and um, and struggle along the path to becoming an All Black? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I think you touched on it at the start of this um, podcast when you talked about everyone sees the All Black or the whoever it is on the, on the TV, but they don't see the struggle mm. that we go through. And my whole life and my whole um, career um, has been a struggle. And I wouldn't be where I am today. Like you wouldn't be speaking to me today if I didn't go through the struggle or pains that I had to go through. Yeah. And it's only it's only made me so stronger. True. And it's you know I've learned and I've grown from from that pain and struggle. And the thing is, I've never ever forgotten about those struggles or, or that that hurt because that's what what drives me to to keep getting better and keep growing and um and keep learning. Because if it yeah. doesn't hurt, then you're not going to learn from it. You're just going to brush it aside. You'd be just like ah, oh. you know, you're not going to learn from the lesson. So. Um, I love that 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 pain and and that hurt has has helped me learn and grow um to make sure that I don't go through that again. So, um, but there's numerous count like I can't even count how many times that I've been through struggle, especially with my career, um, mm. through um selection, through not getting picked, um, touch wood. I've been really fortunate not to to be injured, um, have a have a big injury in my career, um, so mm. I can't really speak about having. I guess the the mental struggle that people go through, especially footy players or any athlete that they go through injury because I haven't um fortunate enough not to be able to go through that. But I've had the the struggle of missing out on all black teams, being in all black teams, getting dropped, um, getting scrutinized um in front of the all of New Zealand after losing a game, um yeah. missing out on a World Cup, um like the day of the the World Cup. Being played, that was twenty eleven, right? Twenty eleven. So, yeah, um, mm. bro. There's, there's, there's been a lot, um, been a lot of struggle and and pain that I had to go through. Yeah, man, huge. Thank you for sharing that as well. Uh, that's such a huge thing. I can imagine not just for me, but for many to hear. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely inspiring to hear someone in your position to speak of that stuff because. I know, especially in New Zealand, something that I really noticed a lot more lately, uh, since I spent a lot more time over in like places like Bali or um, you know San Diego, um, places that are quite they're quite open in that space. And what I really notice is we've got 
um, a nation of really manly men, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, real strong rugby culture and a culture that isn't really uh, primed on speaking around feelings or struggles or um, and it's really about, you know, manning up and um, she'll be right and, you know, and just getting on with it. However, there is definitely times when speaking needs to be needs to, needs to happen and uh, when times get really tough and that support is needed. Um, do you mind speaking on maybe one real prime example on prime time that, you know, you really got down in dumps or um, things got really hard and, yeah. But on the, on the, then. I'm a classic example of your manly man, New Zealand manly man, bro. Yeah. Like, um, I love that. What am I now? 36. <laughs> right. So yeah. it took me 36 years, bro, to finally open my mouth and speak about it. I would just, like, there's Liam Messam, the rugby player, and then there's Liam Messam, the person. Yeah. Um, and I was so focused and put all my energy and efforts into Liam Messam, the rugby player, and I guess Liam Misson, the rugby player, was also Liam Misson, the person, but there's also another side to that. So anyway, I would, mm. whatever I'd go through, I would bottle it in. I wouldn't tell anybody anything. Um, if people would ask me if I'm okay, but like, yeah, she's all right. Yeah, all good, bro. Sweet as. Um, how are you, bro? Yeah, all good. You know how everyone's just that classic mm. eye and they just let you be, bro. So I was going through yeah. many struggles, many, many ups and downs in, in, in my career, um, but I would just bottle it in, bottle it in. So... They say Michael Jordan, LeBron James is the goat of um, NBA. Well, I was a goat at bottling stuff in and, and holding shit in. And um, huh. I wouldn't tell anybody anything. Um, yeah. We have sports psychologists, um, obviously, throughout my career. And even and then, it would always just be, I'll just bring it back to rugby, bring it back to rugby. So wow. whatever distractions or whatever struggles or pains I was going through, um, I'll just always narrow it back to rugby if that's a good thing probably not um but every saturday that would be my chance just to block everything out and just 80 minutes i could just be me if, if that makes sense yeah i can just let it, it all does. go and that's my, my my that was my release at the time and it, like i said it wasn't 36 years taking me 36 years to open up and actually speak about it and like i'm on this new journey as many other people are um but the best thing i've ever done is open up to two of my closest friends wow. and the thing is like they sort of could feel it too like yeah. once, once I started speaking up I was, I was like verbal diarrhea bro I just couldn't stop I was just like oh well, what the hell what's going on here like but usually yeah. I just I'm real, I'm real quiet I just usually just keep to myself or I just keep to my circle like I keep my circle pretty tight um and like even those guys don't really 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 know they sort of know but they don't really really know if you know what I mean and it wasn't until mm. Bro, I'm gonna say five or six months ago, where I just like just opened wow. up to two of my mates, two of my real closest mates, and just keep coming out. Just wouldn't I wouldn't shut up, bro. And I was just like, what the hell? And then at the end of it, one of the other boys just started the same, just started speaking, just opening up, and it was just like a whole, oh, just a whole weight just came off my shoulders, eh? And then <laughs> that's that's when we started speaking, opening up a bit more, especially on on social platforms about mental health yeah. and how we can help and. Um, like I don't have any of the answers like I don't know I haven't got any magic formula I just I just knew that going on this journey and opening up to to two of my friends was the best thing I've ever done because I just bottled all this but I've, I've been in the game for what <laughs> 18 years so I've been bottling all this stuff up since I was 17 years old um 
you can imagine the sort of stress and the the damage and pain that does to your body um and then once yeah. it sort of once it sort of just opened up i just felt light and i felt like a way better person um started reading like bro, i've i only went to school to to play rugby and eat my lunch not even eat my lunch because i'll go eat my brother's lunch um <laughs> but you know what i mean so um, school yeah. wasn't a big thing for me. It was always about rugby. I wasn't into reading. Um, and ever since now, like, sort of trying to understand and, and learn and educate myself, then it's just been like a whole new, a whole new me, I guess. And I feel better for it. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I did go through those struggles, though, because if I didn't go through those struggles, then who would have known what, what would have happened? Yeah, man, that's huge. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, man. Uh, and I, I think that just makes me even more honored to actually be on this call with you. The fact that it, this just happened about six months ago um, and that this was such a obviously recent thing for you, man. So thank you for sharing that. And um, it's definitely a huge thing as well for people to tune into is I know for myself uh, growing up, it, like, parents would ask me, yeah, how was school? How are you? You know, how was uni or whatever? And it was just like, yeah, good. And then just go to my room, disappear um and then not speak to anyone you know um even when people are really in tune with you know they're pretty certain that i was down it would st i'll still brush it off like it's nothing yeah uh yeah so it was, it was you know in just recent years as well for myself that i started to open up and yeah for me that was definitely the first step to actually start to shift those struggles to start to actually be a lot more and i was a lot what i noticed as well is when i um, I'd love to hear if this is similar with you. Uh, when I started to be a lot more open with others as well, I uh, started to be a lot more, uh, a lot less reactive to everything around me. I stopped reacting as much. Um, did you ha have any certain experiences around whether it was reaction or anything else as well that you started to notice change when you started to be a little bit more open with your friends? Um, bro, I just, the biggest thing is just I just felt like just the whole weight just came off me. You know what I mean? Like yeah it's uh well it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to it's hard to explain um unless you go yeah. through that experience like um the biggest thing was to have the courage to be able to do it yeah like i was just like <laughs> i remember because we were sitting in the car and we we're driving like we we're going for a long drive and i was just like getting real nervous it's like say it, say it. then i'll try and say it then i wouldn't say it I'm like no 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 this 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 and then i'm like but then i think my my mate he could feel it and he could sense it and then he just asked me a question and that sort of just opened it up. Um, wow. But just taking that first step of, of courage was, was the biggest thing. And I've always tried to say it, I think. Like, I think we all, as men, get to a point where we're like, oh, yeah, I'll say it. But then we go back into our shell and like, oh, no, 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 no. Or I'll yeah. say it. Or oh, no, 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 no. But, um, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's a hard one to, to explain unless you go through that, that experience because... Um, I wouldn't say I've been to the bottom of the barrel. I haven't hit rock bottom. Uh, I think mm. I've probably come close, maybe, but um, yeah, I would hate to see other people go through it. And I guess what prompted me and others to speak about it's like I've never ever spoken about mental health um, on my whole career or on any social platform oh. until maybe six months ago. Um, just because I'm, I'm not even six months ago. It's when the coronavirus happened, when the pandemic happened, happened because oh. I, um, I read some stat. Um, out the gates that that um, mental health and depression is going to go up like 80% or something and, and men I was just like yeah. man something needs to happen here so um, just yeah. letting people know that 
it's all types of people that go through the go through struggles you know everyone's going through their own kind of struggles so um just to find courage just to to speak up doesn't have to be like doesn't have to be a close friend you can ring up a, one of those hotlines i know people are not into to ring up those lines but um yeah. just discourage people just to, but that's what it's all about just encouraging people to to get out there and just speak um even if it's just a little thing and then obviously yeah. like me and my mates starts turning into um, verbal diarrhea and just you just can't shut up about it and you just yeah. feel better for it and you just feel like oh you know your whole spirit changes yeah man yeah definitely and um, it sounds like you also feel that you changed as a person as well you said you feel like a new guy uh in what ways has this also changed the way you go about life now um i've always i've always been quite a a relaxed guy or quite a um yeah, cool. i've got real good patience like really good patience like if uh, if you've got kids you'll know but my, my patience is, is really good <laughs> yeah, i don't have that yet <laughs> yeah and i and i've always been uh, uh i've always been sort of just go off the flow and i and i, I think yeah. now it's just sort of like cemented it like oh you know just adapt to whatever situation happens it's okay don't don't freak out don't panic because i guess in rugby terms um you always stick to a structure you stick to a plan and if that doesn't happen and then you start freaking out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So learning, trying to take my learnings from rugby into to real world now. So like, well, I guess I've always been, I had that, but then I sort of had the change of mindset of like, oh, if it happens, if it doesn't happen, then just adapt and move on and move forward. Um, so yeah, same with life. If it, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Then just, you know, adapt to it and move forward with a positive outlook and a positive mindset. Because um, one thing that's, I've always been grateful, um, but this pandemic has really taught me to be like really grateful because I'm in such a um, blessed position to be in, um, and there's so many people out there struggling, and that's what really opened my mind and my eyes to to that to having that real great gratefulness about about my life and what I am. By like, look, I'm stuck in a hotel in Auckland, quarantine for for two weeks. I'm up to my first week. I could be sitting here in a real negative mindset, hating life because I'm stuck in a in a hotel. Well, at least I'm stuck in a hotel, you know what I mean? At least I get the opportunity to, to after this, go back out and see my kids and or go back out and, and live life. You know, some people around the world won't even get the opportunity to do that, bro. So just being real grateful for the small things in life and um, that's what has really opened my, my mindset to or my outlook that's, on life. Awesome. Yeah, totally. And is, it, is that something that you just constantly remind yourself of? Is that a natural process now? Is that something that, or is that something that you just constantly come back to? No, it's, it's constantly something I come back to. Um, like I said, I've, I've always been yeah. grateful. I've never ever taken things for granted in my life, maybe because of the yeah. upbringing that I had, because of the things that I've seen other kids come through our home, go through. Um, we were in the richest family, but, you know, our parents, you know, got us through, got their, got the fish and chips once a week which is a treat or yeah, yeah. a lolly once a week, which is a treat. So I've always been grateful yeah. and I've never, ever taken anything for granted. Um, yeah. And you managed and I, to get onto the golf course with your mate and hit a hole, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's little things like that, bro. So. Yeah. Cool, man. Oh, awesome. And um, so I'd really love to, sh um, for you to share as well. Uh, for those that, if you're speaking directly uh, to those that are struggling now, that those, to those that are feeling, lost confused enclosed isolated uh if you were just to speak to them and just even give them a piece of advice or 
just anything that you would recommend them to do now in order to actually help start shifting that and was to help help start changing that or to do something for themselves even mm. what would you say to them yeah i'd say it's like you gotta do it on your it's your it's your journey it's nobody else's journey yeah. but your journey like that's the biggest thing i found so like um when i was going through whatever i was going through um and i started getting into reading and i started reading these books but the books weren't for me like they weren't mm-hmm. hitting me they're like they, they probably yeah. work for somebody else that someone else that's probably a bit more uh what's the word i don't want to offend people here but a bit more like spiritual a bit more out there you know what i mean yeah but so totally. these books these books were recommended to me but they didn't hit me and i was just like nah. mm-hmm. and i was crazy book and i wouldn't, wouldn't think about it and i'd be just like go back to that cycle but then um i found my my book that hit me or my journey that hit me and that was dave goggins and oh yes and and that's like that's me to a point he's just like black and white straight yeah. to the point he's like go look yeah. look look yourself in the mirror and tell me the person that you are are you happy with that person so read the book looked at the mirror didn't like the person that i was and then kept reading the book and he just he's like straight like that's me though like that's that's the person yeah. that that's connects with me you know what i mean like i'm quite emotional yeah. like quite yeah straight to the point like rah, 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 this mm. you're you know i think what's well, his one like he was um I don't know, like 200 something pounds or like he was a real, he got real big and fat and he was like, you're a big fat piece of bar, you need to, and he would just <laughs> yeah. have that up on his, yeah, on his mirror. That. So he didn't like the thing. Yeah. So for me, that that's what really hit me. And then I just started finding more books like that and started educating myself about that sort of, that path of growth, you know? And, yeah. and I think people might get scared or get run away when they get given or recommended things that's not for them. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a process, but you got to go through it, um, and find what works for you and what what's what you're about, um, and then. Yeah. But the biggest thing is, bro, honestly, is just find someone to speak to, like even if it's just a real small thing, like it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be the biggest end of the spectrum. It can be just the smallest thing that you've you've gone through, and then at least you've done the first step. Like that the hardest thing yeah. is is doing the first step. It's like it's like yeah. people trying to lose weight or go to the gym or get fit. The hardest thing is to get up off the couch and do it. And once you've done it, you know, you've, you've started a habit of getting off the couch and going to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just yeah. start that habit of just, of just talking to someone. Um, yeah. So through this whole pandemic, um, a couple of Facebook groups that our mates have, have joined up and like once every two weeks, someone just messages and just checks in on the boards. How's everyone going? Just to check up. You know, like we never, men have never ever done that in, before in the past. Just That's checking awesome. up on our mates and just making sure everyone's okay, um, which is awesome to see. So, um, <laughs> back to your question, bro. I just think everyone just needs to yeah. find their their journey, what works for them, and just take the first step and just just speak, just say something to to someone that you really trust. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be someone you really trust. Just speak, just open up, and and just talk. Um, and I know it's easy for me to sit here and say that now because. I was that person listening to that same message like years and for years and years and I'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? I came in that mindset. Yeah, like, I know exactly whatever, what you mean, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, easy for you to sit there and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like you haven't gone through it, but like, you know, I've, I've gone through my struggles. I've been through that now. So I used to be that person sitting here listening to it, to somebody say, yeah, you just need to speak. It's okay to talk. You know, it's, we need to open up as men. And I'd be sitting there and be like, bro, whatever, dickhead, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> But because I've been through yeah, that now, and now, now I, I took the courage to take that first step just to open my mouth. And once you open your mouth, I promise you, 
I promise you, you won't stop. It's you just all come out and you just feel you just feel so much better for it. Look, I'm even doing these hand gestures that I don't even usually do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is a different guy now. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's honestly so cool to hear, man. Um, yeah, like I myself as well also, yeah, went through a phase where I always thought this whole the whole spiritual journey had to be about like chakras and you know all that other stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's not nah, no, nah, that's not me. So I'd you know always go to like the science, the science, the science. So I'd always look up through these studies and um, you know go in that direction. Like that was helpful for a bit, uh, but what really allowed me to actually make the shifts was yeah, speaking about it. I was actually yeah. taking action on it, not just reading about it, not just learning about it, which is definitely helpful. Uh, the real effect started to take place when I started to speak about it and you know started to really speak on this the the, the F word, right? Yeah. Not yeah, that F word, but feelings. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. Yeah. And, and yeah, the thing so. is like if you have a group of mates, I guarantee you all of them would be feeling exactly the same thing that you're feeling. Like, oh, yeah. should I speak? Should I speak? And I promise you if you if you're the first one to do it, boom. Or if you're if you're running up a mate and you've just said, look, I need to talk to you, and then you speak, then I guarantee you they'll trigger something in your mate's head to think, or oh, actually, bro, I'm going through this, and it's just a, you know what I mean? It's just everyone taking that that step of courage to get out there and just, just be vulnerable, bro. Be vulnerable in that setting that you're you're putting yourself in because it's it's, it's good for you. It's it's yeah. So good, and it's so good for everyone else as well. Leading by that example, especially as you yourself, you're you're a real leader um, with so many people, and the way that you're stepping into that is going to inspire so many. Man, thank you for doing that. Yeah, it's like, like I said right at the start, like I don't have all the answers. Like I'm going through this journey myself, and I'm learning and growing yeah. as I as I go through this this journey, which is which is awesome. And um, you know, I wish I had the magic answer, bro. I wish I had the magic formula, yeah. bro, because it would help so many of our men and our people. Um, go through what they're going through and I could wish I could just snap my fingers and it'll be all gone bro but um, unfortunately yeah. it's, it's, it's not as easy as that and we like you said we have to take that first step of courage just to get out there and, and just and say something to someone totally man yeah massively massively uh, what I'd really like to ask you as well is I feel like the, the, honestly the stuff has been really helpful for both me to hear and also I'm sure many people would get a lot from this now uh, if, I, if I were to say three things uh three lessons i'd say that you've learned over this journey of yours okay let's say one the first lesson is that uh to speak the second lesson is that everyone's got their own path uh what would be maybe be a third lesson that you've learned along this sort of journey of yours? Ooh, don't mean the mm. deep in there bro um, yeah man third lesson so speak find your own journey um, yeah. And probably just keep growing, like don't stop growing. Great. And yeah. I've I've always had that mindset for for my footy career. Like I've always had the day I stop learning and growing is the day I'm going to retire. So like I said, I've been doing this for eighteen years, which is is pretty long, like at anybody's yeah. um, level. So my phone's going. Yeah. Good. Um, but nah, you're all good, man. No worries. Yeah, that's like just keep growing. That's the, the biggest yeah. thing I can say is just keep learning, keep growing. And, and every facet of your life, not just one. My, my biggest problem was that I just keep growing in, in rugby. I didn't actually, yeah. you know what I mean? True. So I just, I, I was just like Liam, the rugby player. Like I put so much time, sacrifice, effort into that person that I forgot about the off-field person. So like I would come home from training, 
do what I needed to do. Like I promised you, bro, I was the goat at being this. Like I may, like I've got such strong willpower, bro, that I like everything I do was like for this the rugby side. Um, yeah. And then I'll come home from training, and then my family will get my shit time because I was tired, I was fatigued, I was like, I didn't put my this life into this life. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, awesome. No, that, that's that's fantastic. And I really resonate with that keep growing factor. Uh, I went through a big phase of anxiety a couple of years ago. And when uh, growth actually started to come more into my life, it actually felt, made me feel a little bit more secure about my own self, uh, a little bit more uh, capable of going out into the world and actually facing it rather than constantly being anxious about it. So growth was definitely a big factor for me always constantly trying to find little ways to grow even if that was just something as simple as learning how to handstand you know <laughs> yeah. um just something yeah anything so yeah that's huge man uh now obviously the the new the new lamb is very very valuable the old lamb is also very very valuable right the rugby player lamb is very valuable and that lamb is is what obviously led you to playing for the all blacks what led you to playing for, in the world cup in 2015 and what led you to the Commonwealth Games and all, all this other stuff, all this amazing, all these amazing experiences. Now, uh, for someone that's uh, going along the lines of wanting to become maybe an athlete uh, or even if they're wanting to be just genuinely, generally successful in business, someone that's in university that's wanting to get their bachelor, um, just speaking to those people that have set a goal, that have uh, come to a place where they want to uh, start to become uh, a better version of themselves in some shape or form what's some pieces of advice that you'd give to them some things that you've learned over your rugby career that have gotten you to those incredible places uh, that you would say to those people that are starting on that journey yeah so um i can yeah i'll just speak about about myself because i don't don't know yeah, too much please. about business and, and whatnot no. and the, yeah. the real oh, the real it all world. applies man i just yeah, I yeah. Just know no, it all applies my world but um mm. there's there's foundations and values that I have that I've always lived by um, in my career, and that's effort. Mm. Um, so no matter what, just putting in, in the effort, um, whatever it may be, um, attitude, having the right attitude or, or mindset as the as other flasher people will probably call it, mindset, having yeah. uh, a strong mindset or attitude, um, growth, we talked about growth. Um, learning and growing as as we go through this journey, um, and recently I've I've also just understood um, having the consistency and discipline to be able to do it, time and time yeah. and time again. I think that's where a lot of people fall over. Is like it's easy to it's easy to train hard once, but can you do it again? Can you do it again? Yeah. Can you do it again? Like it's like I said, it's easy to do it once. It's easy to work hard once. Um, it's easy to put in the effort once easy to have the mindset right once but can you consistently do it and i've i've had the like i said before i've, I've got real strong willpower so i've had that strong willpower mm. to be able to do it for the last 17 18 years just keep constantly grind away i love hard work like i love hard work i love earning everything mm. that I, I get given like i've never had my hand out it's always up you know i'm always always working working for what i want i'm always going out yeah. and, and going for it um and I love that. I love the grind. I love the struggle to to to, to do it. So, um, I love putting my mm. body through pain. Um, I love putting. I love going to the dark place. Um, yeah. And like I said, I I heard a, a real cool quote the other day. It was like, 
I don't have phenomenal skill, but I have phenomenal will. I mean, that just really hit yeah. me because, like, like that's me. Like, I wasn't the most talented in my first 15 or in rugby teams that I've been, but I was always the hardest working. I um, always had the strongest willpower and I, I had the never given sort of attitude and I'll be just, you know, yeah. up in your face and I'll be just doing it constantly, grinding, grinding, grinding away. Um, so that's where it sort of... That's huge. So where did that come from for you? Where did that sense of willpower come from? Um, man, good question. Like, when I was 16, I got invited to a New Zealand Sevens camp. So if you know my story, yeah. um, that was just pretty young. <laughs> I could yeah. imagine my 16-year-old going to uh, a New Zealand Sevens camp. And anyway, Titch, Titch sat me down and he said to me, he said, um, I was terrible. I was terrible in um, all the, like I was 120-something kgs, which is a big kid. Um, Whoa. So I was terrible in all the fitness, um, all the testing. I was like last, but I was I was like I held my own in the in the trial matches, um, and I thought, oh shit, I've, I've got a chance here. But anyway, Titch sat me down and said, um, you you trialed really well, but your fitness level is not where it needs to be for a, a top end sevens player. If you go away and you work on your fitness, I I promise you you'll be in this team next year. Um, so I just went away from that. It was like a a moment in my career. Real, I was really lucky because it was early on in my career. Um, and from that day, bro, I just flipped the switch. Um, ate boiled chicken, broccoli. Um, I had no education around nutrition, bro, so I was just like eating cornflakes or rice bubbles because I thought that was healthy. Um, but I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just thrash myself, bro. I'll be just running, yeah. um, putting myself in that dark place in that hurt locker. And I just fell in love with it, bro. And like, even to this day, bro, I still do the same. Like, bro, I'm 36 years old and I'm still putting mm. my body through the ringer. Like, probably not the smartest thing to do at my age but i just i just love it bro and um i just love that's that awesome. grind so i think that willpower came from from a real young age and having people around me um to look up to guys like eric rush i don't know if many people know who he is he's like he was 40 years old when i was playing but he was like a real huge role model for wow. me a mentor for me he's like a an awesome leader but he would the same thing would just never give in just have the strongest willpower he would just would win all the beat tests um, would never stop for the boys um, and have each other have all the boys back and um, just having surrounding myself with those people when I was real young I think has really you know gave me that foundation or gave me those roots to to sort of grow into the person that I am with that willpower oh. yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense man um, yeah and it sounds like that willpower has gotten you pretty much everything that um that i mentioned at the very start of the podcast right i mean without that willpower you um you said that the skill wasn't quite there so you um traded in for willpower and you made it yeah you know you created it for yourself it's huge and, and, and i think the, really the biggest speaks. thing is um like i said that consistency and discipline to do it because a lot of people especially yeah. young polynesian or maori kids they go through one setback or they go through one disappointment that they're done or they just like oh man i can't do this yeah. like i'm just you know, their the willpower is, is not strong enough to, to have it. And um, I had a real, I got a real good friend and a guy called Tanero Latima that I played most of my, my rugby with. And that guy's, like, I think I got strong willpower, but that guy's got the strongest willpower I've ever had in my wow. life. So to rub shoulders with him and go to battle with him day in, day out, um, the way he trained, the way that he lived, the way he played, you know, that just, this just rubs off on you. Wow. Wow. So what would you say to those that are wanting to build up stronger willpower uh, that currently are in that place where they'll try something and then they'll feel very discouraged and they're wanting that willpower, but they don't really quite have it. No, I just think it's yeah. um, 
like you've got to create that habit for yourself. Yeah. Like we talked about awesome. um, opening up to people and taking that first step. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. um, I'm reading a book at the moment, um, Atomic Habits, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, I love that. And, he, and yeah. he talked about if you want to go to the gym or you want to lose weight, the first thing is like go to the gym, like go to the gym for five minutes mm. a day. At least you're telling your brain and you're creating a habit that you're going, going to go to the gym for five minutes a day and yeah. then come home. And then the next week, maybe go for 10 minutes and then you're starting to create a habit. And then once you've got that habit, it's hard to break that habit. And then that's where I think the will power comes into it because um, yeah. I think the other night he talked about, um, it's just in my book, I actually wrote it down, so it was actually quite good. <laughs> um, I love that. Never miss twice. So never miss your habit twice. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm, I've gone into yoga and Pilates and I haven't oh, done it for the last... Oh, my man. Yesterday was my... Yesterday was day two of not doing it and I just read that chapter and I was just like... Yeah. And because of me, because of who I am, I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, got my iPad out, bro, put up the yoga and yeah, I was just like... Yeah. <laughs> but I felt way better after it. You know what I mean? I felt I way better that, after man. doing that, bro. So yeah. um, if I didn't have that willpower and and those little sort of little triggers to, to trigger me off, Mm. Then I think it can be because some people think some people say that you can't get taught willpower, you can't get taught attitude. But I think you can if you start creating yourself better habits and better environments where you can um, succeed mm. and achieve. Yeah, yeah, man, and that is definitely a big factor to. I know a lot of people that go through anxiety. Um, a lot of people that go through anxiety are genuinely generally set insane goals and many facets of life and then all of a sudden because it's so overwhelming because i need to be here in order to be happy or i need to be here in order to be a successful life and i'm only here all of a sudden i'm overwhelmed i can't face the world i'm not good enough um, so creating small uh habits like what mentioned in the atomic habit book yeah um about creating those fight that five minutes at the gym or creating that moment where um I just go a little bit harder at training today or I just get, you know, a couple seconds more, uh, sorry, a couple stages more on the beak test or whatever it is, right? Uh, just getting a little bit more of spending an extra five minutes on uh, on that business plan or on that business model, whatever it is, right? Um, it's, yeah, just those small increments is what obviously allows it to be something that's a lot more attainable yeah. and it builds that willpower over time, right? It's not yeah. something that I can just wake up and just decide to be um, this man of willpower instantly, yeah. like overnight, right? It's, it's not it like Superman, bro. You can't just and, change your cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, just take off the glasses or whatever. Yeah, nah, man, awesome. So, yeah, I just want to say, man, um, thank you for uh, for coming on and for sharing um, everything you've shared, man. Honestly, I'm I'm genuinely inspired, and I'm sure everyone else that listens to this will be. Uh, so I just want to finish on a couple more questions, if you're okay with that. No, nah, no worries, bro. Yeah. I'm stuck here in I'm stuck so, here in prison, bro. I've got time yeah. on my hands. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, the prison where you practice your yoga, right? I love that. <laughs> um, so, what lights you up? Ooh, good question. What lights me up? Yeah. Um, it's probably gonna sound cheesy, but life, bro. No, I love that. I love that. Life, like... Um, I love it. Oh, it's hard, bro, because, like, rugby, what lights me up about rugby is just the love of the game. Like, I genuinely love rugby. Mm. Like, I'm I'm a rugby nerd, bro. Like, um, I've got my master's in rugby, bro. Like, I'm just... Rugby, rugby. Like, I, I, I don't talk about rugby. I don't, like, talk about this and that. But I actually, like, I'm just in love with rugby. And to be fair, it's probably my first love, <laughs> rugby. So yeah. that, that, that lights me up, bro. The game. The game lights me up. Um, and life... Life lights me up. Um, mm. 
knowing, yeah, just my boys, my boys light me up. Everything and everything good in this world lights me up, bro. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, and um, if your if your boys were uh sixteen now or twenty years even, what would you say to them? Boy, listen here, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just to be honest, bro, I'll, I'll, I'll let them, I wouldn't say much, bro. I'll just guide mm. them and, and let them learn and have their own journey and go through their own struggles and their own success yeah. by themselves, bro. Like, that's, life's the biggest um, teacher out there, bro. Like, like I said, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to go and teach, well, talk to my boys and don't do this, don't do that because that's what your dad yeah. done. Like, I want them to go yeah. and learn it themselves. And go through that struggle because yeah. it's, it's only going to grow character and it's only going to make them stronger as people and have a have a stronger heart or a bigger heart so already my kids have got big hearts bro like that's the one thing i'm really proud of especially my oldest boy um like he's got the biggest heart in the world um so he's really got that foundation set bro for for a good successful life that's awesome man thank you cool man um so last question uh is there anything else that you wanted to uh say to those that might be in a not so good place uh, today when they listen to this? Oh, no, nah, just understand that everybody's going through their own struggles that nobody knows about. Um, and I just, yeah. again, just encourage you just to take that first step. Even if it's just, a, if you're not someone to ring somebody up and just talk, just, you don't have to talk about what you're going through, just say how you're going. Mm. Um, I'm always a classic texter. But now I've got into the habit of ringing people up and, and speaking to people just to catch up because um, I love that. I'm just, yeah, just something I'm just trying to get out of my comfort zone and, and be vulnerable, just ring people up. And it's easy to hide behind the ticks. Um, so just, yeah, take the courage just to, to step out and, and do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a key word, courage, right? Just taking it, just going for it. Yeah. yeah awesome man well thank you for once again jumping on and for no worries, uh for sharing your lessons and and um the things you've been through uh it's huge man uh so where can people find you <sighs> if they want to follow you where can they find me you, yeah, yeah. oh can, no no you not can like find me in hamilton good luck bro. finding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you probably find me down um, at the bloody um food center getting getting my son some butter chicken yeah, a lot of chicken's good. I like that. I'm a bit of a chicken corner myself, actually. Um, no, nah, but on, on Instagram, right? You're on Instagram. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, just my name. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just name yeah. So, like, for me, my biggest my biggest goal in life and in rugby is to have a positive impact and influence wherever I can. Um, as long as I can do that, then if you want to follow me, more than happy. Um, if I'm not yeah. your flavor, then all good. It's like I'm, I'm never about the followers or I'm never about the stats. Yeah. Same with rugby. I've never been about what I've won or how many um, championships I've won or whatever, or how many games I've played. It's all about the, the impact that I've had and the, the legacy or the mark that I've left. So, yeah. Up to you if you want to follow me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too stressed, not too worried. But if you do want to find me, I'll see you in Hamilton. Eating a butter chicken, right? <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Well, uh, once again, thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. And uh, be sure to follow the pocket coach and myself coach Keza on Instagram uh, and if you found this helpful be sure to hit the subscribe button and also 
you can record segments of the podcast and actually share it on your Instagram if that's something that you feel resonated with you and you feel would help others. These messages have definitely helped me today. And uh, if they've helped you, I highly encourage you to uh, definitely hit that share button, hit that subscribe button and, um, and, and get that word out, get, um, uh, get that vulnerability uh, much more or make that vulnerability much more common trait, uh, especially uh, around the Kiwi men at the moment, right? And also just about anywhere else in the world. We all need it, right? So yeah, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Take care. Singing on.